The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What is going on, my Go Squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 268. Today's date is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. If you're out there on the YouTube side, go ahead and say something. Uh, we don't know that you're out there. If you're on the Facebook side, you ain't seeing this because we no longer have Facebook. So it is what it is. Um, so we I don't give a damn. Um so, yeah, if you want to call or text into the show, yes, you can call or text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. Go check out them at AegisGunCare.com. If you're a veteran, really anyone, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for that light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could be a pretty decent ear to, to maybe talk you through some stuff. If you are looking for someone that can get you into that hospital or, or get you some medical attention, remember two things. One, you're not alone in this world. You've got a lot of brothers out here that are willing to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let's get this off of my ugly mug. And say hello to everybody out there in the in the uh, interwebs, and say hello to uh, the guys that are joining me tonight for this one. We're not going to have any really topics. I'm not going to lie to you. I was talking with someone this morning. He said, "Hey, you going to do a show tonight?" And I was like, "Crap! It is Tuesday. I hadn't thought of a, a subject. Um, I hadn't done any of that." Um, that said, we're going to have fun because you know what? Sometimes a good free for all is is really what it's all about. So. Uh, let's bring in our, 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 our compadres for the night so far. We've got a couple of people out there, out there with links that might jump in. Uh, first of all, before we get into this, I want to say a quick happy birthday to uh, our good buddy, Clover Tack. He is 500 years old. Um, actually, he's 30. He looks really rough for a 30-year-old, but it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, well, uh, happy birthday to, to Clover. He says he might jump in tonight. I don't see that happening, but maybe he doesn't like his family enough where he'll jump in. He might get sick of them and kick them out, and uh, you never know. Um, but uh, from Ohio, uh, we got someone who just got some good news this morning that he got approved to go to SHOT Show. So, Chris from the 740, what's up, man? Not much, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate the invite. Of course. Yeah, man. And thanks for all the help because I couldn't have got that through if that one if you wouldn't have helped me with that. So uh oh you you could have gotten it through. It's just like I said, there's there's things that people don't know that NSSF is looking for in particular. And um 
I learned those from other people and it's about passing on the knowledge, especially to people that we believe in and people that we think are going to do a good job, which uh, I have absolutely no problem helping you because, like I said, I, I know you're gonna you're gonna kick you're gonna kick it in its butt this year. So happy to have you. Um, gonna see you at Range Day as well, so that'll be fun. But yeah, I'm really happy to have you at going a shot. I think you're gonna do really really well with it. Well, I appreciate it. You I got know, it. And from the, what's that? <laughs> Daniel said, "Oh I had to give him the IO back. No, uh, yeah, you Ohio folk are weird about that. It's it's what it is. It's what it is. You know, uh, we'll we'll let we'll let you we'll let you do it. Um, I don't even know what G twenty three out there, UA like unauthorized league or I don't know absence. I I don't know what that is, but oh well. And from the great big sky, the home of Yellowstone, the Rogue. Warrior, what's up, man? Uh, the Rogue Banshee for Rogue Warrior. God, my head's so <laughs> far. No man, idea. you are tired tonight, aren't you? I'm not tired. I'm just in. Uh, doesn't happen very often. Um, but I have, I have moments. I have nights that I don't feel um all together. So um, tonight's just Dude, one we, of those we, nights that I've got to fight through that shit. You know, we all have that, man. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's just a thing, and. What sucks is, man, is I've noticed that as I get older, I seem to have more of them. You yeah. know? Um, yeah, it's just one of those, like I said, it, it doesn't happen often, which I'm very thankful for, but, you know, everyone has everyone has days, uh, moments. Yeah. I was fine until about an hour and a half ago. Not real sure. Just hour and a half ago, you found out that Clover wasn't coming on and I was. So you got all no, no, no. And I don't know if that was the case, <laughs> I would have been ecstatic. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now I want to say this one person out there, Rich White, does have a good point. He said, Ohio, a four letter state that it takes two people to spell. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> it's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So let's let's run through the, the let's run through the crowd and say hello. G23 was first out there, uh, Guns and Barbecues out there. Tactical Pickles out there, Calaveras, says, uh, I saw you've gone full FUD starting to hand load. Going to make your EDC revolver sooner in 1911. Uh, no, but what I am going to be able to do is have ammo for competition shooting at my disposal anytime I want, and I have to worry about whether I can get two or 300 rounds um, from a manufacturer quick enough. It's going to be the same lot. Uh, whether or not I had to pay $2 or $2.50 for per round for some of this match grade ammo. So I'm going to, um, thanks to Chris, by the way, Chris brought me some powder and some large rifle primers to Wanamaker, which I could not, I, I found some primer, which actually was great. Cause I, I had already, already ordered a, a, a pound of a powder. So now I've got two. That's great. But I literally couldn't find any large rifle primers unless they were like literally 19 cents a piece. I'm not paying $190 for a thousand primers. Sorry. Um, so yeah, he, he gave me 500 primers. So uh, that'll at least get me through my first match, maybe even two. Uh, actually, probably get my, through my first match and load development, uh, which is kind of what I'm hoping if I can spend. So let me ask you this real quick, Chris and, and Rogue. I don't know if you, I don't know, Rogue, do you, you don't reload, do you? You do? Okay. So oh, yeah, I've I got I've 
I've kind of got a, a recipe and Clover helped me with um, that they recommend with the projectiles, which the horny match that I have and, and all that. Well, you got that from Clover. Was that for a muzzle loader? Uh, no, it, 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 it was, it was a Um, but you know, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I didn't get it from them, but we were kind of, we were going through some different recipes and I'd gotten some recipes from, uh, some other guys that are on team RSF and all that. And he was going through one of his manuals and asked, you know, what projectiles I have and all of that. And he was like, okay. And, and, and it was very similar um at this point they, they were all kind of saying that 37 uh to 39 um grams of powder and then and then he was talking about um the seating depth and all that and you can kind of play around so i was like okay cool and it was it was really interesting because that was like the first like okay i've got this stuff now i start finding recipes and all that um so let me ask you guys this because this is something that i have never done but when you start working on load development and all of that, like I know that I want what I want to do is I want to like make batches of different ones and go out and shoot and see which one actually works the best. Do you guys do like two or three per recipe to start out with and go test those three and do like a three shot group? Or what do you guys do when you start talking about load development? Well, for me, it's mostly pistol. So it's, you know, I don't have the high accuracy okay. that you're going for because I'm shooting, you know. Well, I'm actually, I'm hit. really honestly, well, here's the thing is, is for the long range stuff, like we, it, it's most of it is steel. Um, and it goes out to, let's say, 1200 yards or whatever. Um, sometimes it'll go out longer, but you know, let's say it's between four and 1200 yards. But it's steel and it's usually like a, a one MOA and all that. I don't necessarily need to beat a half MOA. I mean, I'd like to beat a half MOA, but if I can get very, very consistent with a, like a one MOA, I know that I'll be able to, to probably, you know, impact that steel. Um, so it's just one of those things where I don't, I don't know. I mean, so I don't need to be like precision accurate. Like I'm not trying to put them all in the same hole. As long as I'm at MOA or, you know, maybe not even half them, but just maybe sub MOA at all i think i'd be happy with yeah. that, at least to start out with yeah what i'm doing so for me for pistol i mean i do load some rifle but it's not for it, it it's i don't shoot as much rifles i shoot pistol um for me i usually run around 25 rounds for a load and okay. i'm chronoing i'm chronoing the entire time just yeah i'll be sure chronoing not yeah, getting the sure. flexible but other than that um, well, especially you know, if you're doing USPSA, you have that power factor that you've got to be yeah, aware of. I got to, I got to watch it. And and usually nine millimeters, not that big of a deal. It's when you shoot like 40. Um, cause what, back in the day when I used to shoot 40 and that stuff, I know and it's, it's, it happened. Um, you should I had a, 40. but I had a 40 load that I had worked up that was just basically over major. So it was just a few, you know, a few feet per second fast enough, but yet it took the recoil out. But yeah, usually I'm running around 25 per, uh, per run. Cause if I'm going to go, I'm going to at least make something out of it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to spend time a half hour in the car to get to the place to shoot, set up. Sure. Um, I'll run, I'll run 25 and then, um, I'll know, you know, I have a couple of different recipes that I'm running yeah. with. 
so yeah. that way each you know each box is marked so that way i get the most out of my range time yeah i i in clover uh, i mean i don't this might be a, a normal thing i don't know um but he, he gave me a great idea, and he said, well, your first round, just make it a dummy round. Like, don't put any powder in it, and make sure that you get the overall length. The, you know, yeah. get that set first before you do anything, so you make sure that you've got a tight, you know, you know your, your, when, you, when you close that bolt, and it, it makes sure that it's the right overall it's, length. He says, you don't even use powder. Yeah. Just get the overall length, mark that down, say, okay, here's what the overall length needs to be, and then from that point, go on. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I also understand with the nine millimeter and, and pistol ammo, you're going to get more rounds out of that brass than you probably will with rifle. So I don't really want to take 25 up. Well, I was, I was thinking three, but you know, I don't know. Maybe three's not enough. If I, the, if I was running rifle, cause you know, I, I, I've loaded rifle. It's a three eight thirty at six or the, the two rifle mm -hmm. that, I, that I run with, um, usually, uh, on my rifle, it's, it's a five round. I, I usually do five, nice. okay. and that just gives yeah, me no yeah, duo. He says he does five round groups as well, so maybe maybe I do yeah. go five. Because I mean that's the whole thing with the rifles. You know, you're trying to get you're trying to get that cartridge as long as possible. That the you know you're just on the grooves yeah. of the barrel. Absolutely. So yeah. that's mostly what it is. You know, that's mostly what it is. The rest of it is just running chrono and and making sure that you're getting some type of grouping out of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I want to. I want to chrono everything. I want to maximize um, energy and all of that. Um, and I just want to make sure it's a stable um, recipe that I know that it can reach out and and, and be really. Um, I guess the accuracy. I want to be accurate enough, but I don't need it to be crazy. I just want to be consistent. That's really what I'm worried about. Is I want to know that round number one and round number one hundred in that match is going to be consistent yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's and that's really honestly why i start I'm, I'm starting this reloading thing is to make sure that one i want to have ammo in case i know like, someone says hey there's a match this weekend do you want to go yeah yeah i've got yeah i've got 100 rounds let's go do it um instead of having well i'm gonna get online and see how if i can find it and how much it's gonna cost and all of that um this way i'm gonna have I'll a consistency it. between batches too so this well, way, you can because if, if, if I go if I go commercial ammo, like I know that there's probably not going to be a huge difference. But I mean, I just want to be sit there and say, well, I wonder if I can get all that from the same lot number. Probably can't, you know. Yeah. It, it, the factory ammo is probably pretty good, but you know, it's just one of those things. I don't know. I don't know, Chris. What do you well, think? Just, uh, three is it five rounds something good or what? Yeah. So, okay, if I'm to like, for instance, if I'm doing rifle load development, I'll normally, I'm going to load at least six because okay. I want five shot groups, okay. which everybody's different. Some people like to shoot three group, shot groups, four shot. Five shot groups seem to be, if, if you can keep all five of them pretty consistent, um, you know you got a pretty good load. Um, yeah. Because sometimes, I mean, I've had, like when I was doing 224 Valkyrie years ago, I, it seemed like I always had a flyer um, during that five-shot group. So it just kind of kept me where I wanted to keep adjusting things, trying to tighten things up. So normally for me, if I'm going – now let's say the rifle's already sighted in. You know, you, you, know yeah. you got your zero. Now obviously it's going to shift a little bit 
uh, due to the bullet powder you're using, but you're you're going to get it on paper. You know you're going to get it there. So yeah, I'll do at least six and six rounds of say like let's just say you're loading forty grains of powder, and then I'm going to do forty point two, maybe forty point four. Keep working my way up. I'm going to do at least yep. six rounds of each one of those because I'm going to factor in my cold bore shot at the beginning. True. So, um, sometimes I'll do 11 of something just so I can actually go out and shoot two five shot groups with, with the new round yeah. or the new load, but six minimum for me. Okay. Per, yeah, per and, 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 yeah. And then that's the things where, you know, I want to start out I think I wrote down 37 grains is where I'm going to start out and then go to 39 and then go probably no higher than 41. And then from there, it's just one of those things where you start kind of figuring out where we're at. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm, I'm excited, but nervous. Um, I'm excited because when I get when I start getting this done, I'll, I know that I'll have access to uh, ammo that's going to be tuned to my rifle and my needs anytime I want it. I'm nervous because I keep hearing from people that it's addicting, and I don't know uh, <laughs> if I have time for another addicting hobby. Uh, Millsurp Duo says. Uh, what brand press and dies are you going to be using? Well, I don't, I don't have a press, uh, but I do have um, several friends in the area that do that said they can, that I can come over as long as I have the stuff, we'll go over there and uh, watch a game or something and, and bust out a couple hundred rounds if need be. So I've got access to many presses dies. I, I picked up uh, the horny, a horny die uh, two uh, two die set. Um, actually, let me get those real quick. They're right here. Hold on right back mingle amongst yourselves you see i can see ghosts sitting there going reloading he just takes a, a, a you know a shell scoops some powder in then takes a bullet and just tries to like screw it in and then and then see what happens right so what can, the what can possibly go wrong the die said i got are uh the custom grade dies and six that's a full length and um it's a two die set from hornady just got those in yesterday uh to go with the i didn't get the eld uh the red tips because at this point i don't really care about those but i did get the hornady match projector um then i got this from chris i also got another one uh but the hodgen uh h4350 and then Chris did give me, like I said, uh, some CCI um, large rifle primers. Let me get this back in the box. But, yeah, the dies are horny. And here's why. Uh, I'm planning on using uh, a lot of horny brass. I got about 600 rounds of horny brass. I got some Norma, about 300 rounds of Norma. And I have some other, like, uh, some other just kind of random brass. But I've got, I've got a bunch of horny brass. Uh, with the horny projectiles, the horny dies. Not saying that it's all. I uh, hope my mods can take care of that. Um, not saying that horny is the end all be all, but from asking around a lot of different people, 
as I progress in this thing, I'll probably step up my game in all areas, whether it's the projectiles, the die sets, brass, and all that. But no one was able to tell me that Hornady stuff wasn't a great way to start. Both, it's 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 been there a long time. It's for the price, it's not bad. Like the die set, I think, cost me like forty five bucks, um, which I was happy with. Two die set. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where horny is where I'm going to start out with, but I'm sure over the years I will be, as everyone does, evolving and, and probably progressing into bigger and better stuff. So um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not on the YouTube side, but, but I'm hoping that my mods took care of Yeah, they that. got them. I, I'm watching okay. them on the YouTube side too. Okay, perfect. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm assuming they're they're usually pretty good about that. Um, but uh, I just wanted to. I don't see it when it when it when it gets taken down. You don't see it on the streamyard side, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, before we move on, let's kind of go in. We every you know every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, we have our ghost tactical polls over on our community tab. Uh, I have a lot of fun with those, and uh, so let's go ahead and go ahead and go through these for the week the first one was last thursday um it's got 1.4 thousand votes thanksgiving's coming up in a couple days and i said of these what is your favorite thanksgiving side dish your options were cream corn green bean casserole dressing or stuffing whatever you call it or sweet potatoes uh chris as far as your favorite sides of those uh which one would you choose all the stuffing yeah, I, I I I like stuffing. Um, not many other people in my family do, but I I like it. But I'll say this: you can screw up. I think stuffing or dressing, whatever you want to call. It, I think stuffing is the one thing, including a turkey. You can you can't you, you can screw up a turkey, but not really. Stuffing you can screw up quickly, and when it's screwed up, it's really it's either great or it's really bad, and and I've had some really bad stuffing, um, and that's that's kind of the most temperamental side dishes. You can get it screwed up pretty. Now, do you actually stuff it, or do you buy like the box stuffing? Oh yeah, just the box stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah that's kind I, of like, right it's, that's one of those things. It's like people keep have to try to throw their own spin on it. Just leave it alone. Just, just. Yeah. No, I get keep it. it simple. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Rogue, what's your favorite side dish, especially of, of those? Uh, stuffing. Um, and what's funny is because, you know, I, I'm gluten intolerant. So I miss stuffing from being a kid. But yeah. my wife found some, I mean, let's face it, gluten free stuff kind of sucks. But she that's found some is. really good stuffing that's gluten free. And we just had it for the first time last year. We're going to have mm. it again this year. And I'm just, I'm actually, that's the thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm like the only one in the family that does like the stuffing. So I don't even, I don't think we're going to have stuffing this year. We're actually having Thanksgiving at my daughter's uh, house. They just bought a house. So this will be their first Thanksgiving in their own house in, their, in this house. And so we're going to go down there and, and uh, have Thanksgiving with her and, and all of that. Looking forward to it. Um, I have this stuff that I always cook, and I'll probably cook that Wednesday night and then take it over there Thursday. 
morning when we go down there but um yeah my personal favorite is it's 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 close man like so i i make a cream corn that i basically ripped off in, in texas there's a place called ruby's barbecue and it's amazing and now there's several of them but when i was living down there there was one down in new Braunfels between austin and san antonio and their cream corns hands down the best you'll ever have um and kind of figured out and ripped it off and, and and figured out what it is and it's real simple it's 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 corn cream cheese um heavy whipping cream some butter obviously salt and pepper and all that um it's, it's pretty damn good uh that and, and and i love green bean casserole uh, it's just one of those things that i've had every year since i was a kid and it's simple you can't really screw it up um but yeah, I, I love green bean casserole. My daughter's making that this year. So, uh, but as far as the poll goes, and I love stuffing uh, as well. Um, and as far as the poll goes, uh, like I said, one point four thousand votes. Fifty four percent said stuffing. Uh, not a huge surprise. What is a surprise is in second place with twenty percent was a sweet potato. Um, I'm not a sweet potato guy. That's just me. But it is what it is. Green bean casserole at 16% and cream corn at 10%. Hey, I get it. Uh, Toyota, uh, Toy Town, I'm sorry, Toy, Toyota. Toy Town Inc. says, uh, stuffing, by the way. He says, uh, you do the strangest non two related polls. Uh, I love it. I, I try to have fun. I always do one gun kind of a poll uh every week but the other two i i'll go food i'll go music i'll go movies i'll just go weird stuff once again it's all about having fun and uh it is what it is the second poll was put out saturday and it's got 1.4 thousand votes this is kind of coming off um we got back from wanamaker uh, tulsa arm show chris was there in tulsa um but i said what do you like shopping for at gun shows old guns Modern guns, knives, beef jerky, or ammo. Um, Rogue, when you go to a gun show, typically not. I mean, obviously, sometimes you go looking for something very specific. But in general, do you find yourself looking for old guns, modern guns, knives, jerky, or food in general, um, or ammo, or what? I tend to lean towards the mill syrup. Okay. So I guess that would be more the older guns. The older, the um, older stuff, sure. Yeah. Because, because that just re, that just takes me back to my childhood of going to gun shows and and seeing like M1 Garands and um, O3 Springfields. And stuff you like probably that. wouldn't like seeing M1 Garands right now. They're about twelve to eighteen hundred dollars right now. You know what, what's funny is I bought my M1 Garand at a gun show back when I lived on the East Coast. Um, that was a $300 rifle. Yeah. Tell me about it. And, and my wife was like, punch you sell it. I'm like, hell no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to get one back. Exactly. Yeah. Not right now. You're not going to, you're never going to get it. You probably never get one for 300. And if it's 300, oh, no. it, you're definitely not going to want to probably try to fire that thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. They might've just dug it up, um, from the ground. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, Chris, what about you? When you go to a gun show, what, what, you know, in general, what kind of, uh, things are you looking for? Uh, 
I'd have to go on there. Normally, it would be the mo- more modern stuff, but mm-hmm. Wanamaker was different. Like, like I think I looked at a lot more of the the old mill serps and classic guns there, just because there were a lot so of many there. to look at. Yeah, there's a lot of them there for sure. You know what's funny is um, <laughs> G23 says Rogue, I'll give you three seventy five for it. <laughs> Make some money. I think you, you know, if you give him five hundred, that might be a deal or six hundred. You're still six hundred dollars. Rogue will be doubling his investment, and G23 is still getting a smoking deal. So maybe three hundred seventy-five thousand. I might consider that. Oh but, snap! He's because, he's, he's going. I he's looked, going full blood gun show prices. Okay. Yeah this this one, um, you know, I wanted a Springfield. <laughs> I wanted it um, during the war. Um, I wanted it, you know, this gun has a lot to, a lot to, a lot to me, you know, it it means a lot to me. And then um, right now it needs a barrel and I'm starting to look at barrels and things like that. And, you know, being the type of person who loves tearing crap apart and putting it back together. Yeah. it, It would take a lot to grab that gun from me right now. Now Marcus is talking about loading 303 British. So, do you guys like the, in, the old Enfields? I like Enfields. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've I, never I, shot I, one. I, I've never shot I one. didn't when I was younger, but I'm I'm I don't know. I I guess it's just as I'm getting older, I'm just starting to appreciate things more. Yeah. Yeah, Jason and I found that one table at Wanamaker where that guy, that's all that guy was selling. He had tons yeah. of them. And that was yeah. that was really neat sitting over there looking at all those. Yep. New York preppers out there. What's up, homie? He says hello everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Um go check out New York Preppers, great channel. Uh I'll tell you a, a funny thing we were talking about. Um sorry, I'm getting texts left and right. Um so Buck and I, tactical foot out there. Buck and I were walking around at Wanamaker. And we were both looking for, he was looking for powder and I was looking for primers. And so the first couple, three hours of Wanamaker Saturday morning, we weren't really worried about doing any media stuff. We were literally trying to find powder and primers. Uh, found his prod, powder, never found my primers. But um, he looks at me, he goes, man, like I've been going there for years. And this is about his third or fourth time to go to Wanamaker now. And, and he was like, man, like, it seems like there's a lot more reloading stuff this year. And I was like, I don't think so, bro. I just think that neither one of us were ever looking for reloading stuff. Like when we were here in the past. So we just kind of just walked past all reloading tables. Uh, when you're looking for something, it's amazing how much you find when you're actually looking for it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, Marcus is looking for an issue poor Liam field. There you go. Uh, let me know if you find one of those. Uh, yeah, Marcus says I got a service grade M1 uh, grand from CMP for seven fifty. Waited about a year to get it. Here's my problem: I was at Tal- I was at the CMP in Talladega last March, and they had six or seven of them, different price ranges. Um, and that's cool if you can actually go there, pick it up, look at it, and then buy it. But most people that buy from a CMP like you don't know what you're getting. Like, I mean, you know, it, it, it is what, and it's not that we don't trust it. It's just, but you don't know what you're getting. 
Um, sometimes you get you might get a great smoking deal for seven fifty, or you might not, or you know they might have them at twelve hundred. Well, I, I I don't see that being a good deal or whatever, you know. But um, yeah, and it's one of those things where I don't I don't buy guns. It's just me. I don't buy guns for an investment um, because I very rarely get rid of um, like sell my stuff. Uh, and if I sell it to someone, it's it's a friend who needs it or would use it more than I would. So at least I know it's going to get used and go to a good home. Um, but for me, just to sell stuff, I, I don't. So I, I'm not looking at guns and saying, um, "Well, that's that's a, that's a pretty good deal." Because if I ever needed to, I could I could make some money on that. That's never, honestly, I've never gone into a a gun thinking that that might be a good investment. Maybe I will later in my life, but I haven't started that yet. So for me, it's really not um, the investment of do I think I'm getting a good deal for this price. It's one of those where am I willing to pay that? Now, if I if I really wanted a grand and I know that I'm gonna have to pay twelve hundred bucks, um then and I'm okay with that, then I'll pay the twelve hundred bucks. Um I don't need a grand is bad enough right now to go pay twelve to eighteen hundred dollars for what they're going for right now. So it is what it is. Snob says, "Well, well, well." I think I sent you and Gary a link if you want to come. We're just bullshitting tonight, guys. We're just going to bullshit. Um, but the answer uh, is, like I said, one point four thousand votes on this poll question. Um, in first place with forty four percent is modern guns, which uh, is kind of surprising, but. Uh, it is. I figured old guns would win, and it it came in second with twenty seven percent ammo at thirteen percent. Which I will say this at Wanamaker this year, um, ammo prices were. Well, I'll say prices in general for guns, even guns, and there were some crazy ones, obviously. But I think prices were very fair this year. This show uh, much better than the last couple of years. Uh, ammo prices you can find nine millimeter box of 50 let's let's just say uh winchester or blazer brass there's a ton of blazer brass out there and you were gonna pay about 14 13 to 14 dollars which really isn't that bad for right now so it was nice to see ammo prices kind of going back i literally unless i'm looking for a rare kind of ammo i rarely ever go to gun shows looking for ammo because i know you're going to pay way too much for it ammo comes in at 13 percent. beef jerky at 12 knives come out at four percent now most of you guys that know me and have been around me know that i'm never going to leave a gun show with without at least a couple knives and and i walked away from Wanamaker with four of them which is actually not that bad for me uh, I, i've left Wanamaker with nine knives at one point a couple years ago uh, i'm a knife whore i love knives uh, especially beautiful Damascus knives. I, I'm a sucker for Damascus knives. Um, but yeah, um, knives come in last place at 4%. Honest to God, that's usually the first thing I go around looking for are knives. So maybe I'm a little bit weird. It is what it is. Uh, our last poll is a music poll uh, put out yesterday. It's got 1.2 thousand votes. Of these, who had the best voice? Now, all four of these gentlemen are no longer with us. Um, so we'll go with that. Of these, who had the best voice? Not entertainer, not who was more famous, who was the best concert. 
strictly going with voice. Your options are Chris Cornell, George Michael, Michael Jackson, or Prince. Uh, Chris, do you have a, uh, of those four, do you have a preference? That's a hard one. It is a Chris hard Cor- one. Chris Cornell's voice was amazing. I'm going to have to go with Chris. He's literally my favorite voice of all time. Um, yeah. I could listen to anything that Chris Cornell has ever done. Uh, I, I want to say this not to you, Chris, but even to you if you don't know about it. If, if you're out there, and there's a lot of people that says never heard of Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell was a lead singer of Soundgarden. Um, he was in a project band with Eddie Vedder and a lot of Pearl Jam. It was called Temple of the Dog. And he ended up his career as a lead singer of Audio Slave, which was basically Rage Against the Machine's band. And he was the singer. Um, so it, you probably have heard a lot of Chris Cornell songs. You might not have ever heard it was new as Chris Cornell. Truly one of the greatest voices you'll ever hear. If you have a chance, not right now, because damn it, you're watching me. But when you get a chance, go on YouTube. Chris Cornell, nothing compares to you. Uh, the old print song that was made famous by Sinead O'Connor. And this is a couple of years before he died. And he was in some studio and he just did this rendition of Nothing Compares to You. And it's truly, literally one of the most beautiful songs you'll ever hear in your life. Um, there are people um, that if you play that song, they don't know who Chris Cornell, they're just going to say, God, like, who is that? It's Chris Cornell. Um, anyways, yeah, Chris Cornell is a great one. I, I, so I do not disagree with you, Chris. Uh, Rogue, what about you of those four? You see, some people might think that was a tough choice for me. The second you said Chris Cornell, I'm, it was over. Yeah. I, I just knew. Yeah, Chris I just Cornell knew is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, phenomenal. Now, I'll say this. I truly... I was not a fan of a lot of his music, but if you want to talk about great voices, George Michael had a beautiful voice, a really beautiful voice. Um, Another one to go just to hear a beautiful voice. YouTube, George Michael, don't let the sun go down on me. And it's he he did it live in a concert. Uh, It's a, it's an Elton John song and Elton John actually comes in later on the song. But just listening to George Michael sing this song, it was beautiful and amazing. weird, dude. But he is—he—he he had a great voice. Now, to me, Michael Jackson did not have a great voice. He had a very good voice, especially early Michael Jackson, like uh, off the wall Michael Jackson, like before Thriller album. Got a great voice, but I don't—I—I—I I, I, I think when I think of Michael Jackson, I think like the showmanship. Like I bet you, he—I he, saw him with. In like 1985, whenever he was doing his big Thriller World Tour, and um, when I think Michael Jackson, I think Entertainer, like great show, yeah. you know, you know, but I don't think him as a great singer, like the voice. And then Prince is the same thing. For me, I think Prince is probably one of the most talented musicians that has ever lived. He could be one of the greatest drummers. If he would have dedicated his life to playing drums, he would have been one of the best drummers ever. He's one of the best guitar players ever. One of the best songwriters ever. Prince is truly one of the most talented people, but I don't think he had a great voice um, and all of that. So, yeah, um, 44% of the people chose Michael Jackson. And I, and I think maybe because Michael Jackson is one of the most famous people, like everyone knows who Michael Jackson is. So maybe that's why I chose them. I, I, like I said, I, 
I don't think Michael Jackson had a great voice. Um, but hey, who am I? In uh, second place with 31%, you guys got it right with Chris Cornell. Prince at 14% and George Michael 11. And I wonder, I wonder if if George Michael comes in last because of his lifestyle or because some of the weird shit that he did in his life. Um, I understand that. But man, just go listen to, go listen to, don't let the sun go down on me. Go listen to um, several of his old, like, slow songs. Like, when he actually showed off his voice. Man, man, what a great voice. I was a little disappointed that people didn't recognize George Michael's voice. Not saying I want to hang out with the guy or whatever, but, yeah, uh, voice, 100%. Uh, Jackson 5, Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, Mike, I mean, you know, yeah, I would say that. I, I, like I said, Off the Wall, that album that came out before Thriller, man, there's some great songs on that. And he, I, I liked Michael Jackson's voice then, even parts of it in Thriller. Um, I just never, like, when I think of Michael Jackson, I don't think, like, beautiful, strong voice. Like, I don't think, like, hey, I just want to sit there and listen to the beauty of this guy's voice. Like, I, okay, so I'm going to let you into a little secret, guys. I have a very, very eclectic taste of music. I literally, like, my favorite artists are, like, literally all over the map. Like, Alabama, Bob Marley, Pink Floyd, Bob Dylan, the Beatles. Uh, like, I'm literally Tupac, Eminem. Like, I like pretty much everything. One of my favorite things to do is, is <laughs> judge me all you want. I don't give a shit. One of my favorite singers is Andrea Bocelli. And I don't know if you ever heard of Bocelli or not. Uh, he's one of the, the tenor, the Italian tenors, and he's blind. Um, Bocelli, beautiful voice. Um, I I appreciate voices. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time um, is the Smiths, and I think that Morrissey has one of the most beautiful voices out there. Jim Morrison had a voice with the doors. You take Jim Morrison, you put him in anything else, and he would have just been amazing. Freddie Mercury had a voice. And, and, and this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying take anything away from Michael Jackson or Prince, but you start talking about these people, and you can't put Michael Jackson and Prince in that same category as far as voices go. Um, Elton John has a great voice. Billy Joel has a great voice. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, it is what it is, but yeah, my music goes over, but if you guys want to do something, go, go check out Bocelli, Andrea Bocelli sometime. You're welcome. Um, and I don't care if it's like opera type shit and all that fucking open your mind up to be a little bit cultured and appreciate good music. And, um, I cannot stand watching Celine Dion can't stand she just she just drives me nuts bocelli youtube bocelli celine dion the prayer you're welcome you're welcome one of the most beautiful songs you're ever going to hear from two of the best voices ever um it's 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 great uh private chat wine oh shit where are you i didn't my bad uh, how's the green room, Snob? I didn't see you back there. Oh, it's been great for the last 30 minutes. I saw yeah, that private message. Hell up. You've been, been back there a for a little while. 
Have you really? I didn't even <laughs> I really didn't see you down below. And I just saw the private chat. I was like, oh shit, Snob's here. What's up, homie? Not much. Yeah, everything good. Um, what you got there? Who's this? Is that an Aussie? Annoying dog. Yeah, it's a it's a mini Aussie. Oh, I love Aussie. My daughter just has a, an Aussie puppy now. They're great dogs. Mm, he's an asshole. That's what my wife named him. His real name's Bristol, but she calls him asshole. Does he answer questions? Does he answer to asshole? Oh uh, yeah, he answers to okay, anything. That's good, especially if you have food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I'll agree. That's what I said earlier, Rich. Prince belongs on the list of best musicians. Absolutely. I think I think that you talk about pure musicians. I think that the list and, and, and don't take this for the right order, but the, the list consists of Prince. I'll tell you who's a great musician is Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz can straight up play every instrument. Here's one you people aren't going to think about. People don't realize how talented this guy is. Kid Rock is an incredibly talented musician. May not like his music, may not like his voice. That dude can play everything. Paul McCartney is an amazing musician. But yeah, Prince, I think Prince and Lenny Kravitz are probably the two in my era that I would say are the best pure musicians. They can literally do it all. So yeah. Um, G23 is I listen to classical music and gangster rap. Hey, I listen to both of those. Um, I'm not going to cruise down the highway, listen to classical music, but I can appreciate it. Um, I have to be in a mood and, uh, I'm feeling much better now, but when we first started this, I was, I, I was having me a night. Um, just sometimes you have those nights, at least I do. Uh, I was in a, probably a classical or, uh, Bocelli, um, mood but uh, i'm feeling pretty I'm, I'm feeling better now so you guys brought me out of my funk so thank you so much um can i bring you in real quick snob um best voices of the four we had out there chris, chris cornell, cornell chris cornell i voted that before right? I even, he was on does top, it even top list and that was the first one i didn't have to read the rest exactly uh, and i think i think this is one of those that people like i said i think a lot of people have heard chris cornell sing but may not know that it was chris cornell um beautiful voice just unbelievable uh, beautiful voice now chris cornell might not uh, be able was, to moonwalk as good as michael jackson but you know uh probably not <laughs> although i would like to see that or i would have loved to have seen that uh you know Abby Beetle suck. I could say something really mean right now, but I won't. You're a, you're a lady. Um, everyone has their opinion, but not all opinions are right, Abby. So, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, so we were talking, we were, we were talking a little about reloading and all that. It's not. Do you reload? I don't. I don't we never had this discussion. Do you ever reload or I have you before? I ended up selling all my stuff because I never had time to do it. Yeah. What I was asking, I asked Chris and Rogue and guys out in the chat, like, I got all my stuff now. I'm going to start going down and maybe doing some load. Like, when you're doing load development, let's say for rifle, did you reload for rifle at all? Yeah, I just I just reloaded 223 and 9s, all I ever reloaded. Okay. Well, when you're working on load development, um, how many of each recipe would you make to go and, and work on? Was it 3, 5, 10, or, or did you really have a number? I'll be honest. I just used a middle of the line road out of a Hornady manual load out of a Hornady manual and just went with it and shot it. Cause I was just shooting. Yep. Ammo. My dad was, well, yeah, you know, yeah. growing up, my dad was all real big into precision rifle reloading on a single stage. And 
all that. Yep. But. Yeah. Uh, now, Rich White says, have you ever seen the performance of While My Guitar Gently from the Hall of Fame Ducks when they played a tribute to George Harrison? Yeah, so you've got Jeff Lynn. Um, I want to say it was Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty. George Harrison's son was in that. It was a tribute to George Harrison right after he died. Um, two things. Maybe Clapton was even there. The person that played the solo of that song was Prince. Um, of all those great guitar players, Prince is the one they chose to play that solo, and it was unreal. Um, the second thing I remember hearing a quote from a long time ago, uh, and, and, and many people um, would consider Eric Clapton as the greatest guitar player ever. He's widely considered at least a top two or three. Um, but someone asked Clapton one time, maybe it was during his Hall of Fame or whatever, and they said, what's it like? being the the best guitar player in the world he says i don't know go ask prince it was dead serious about it prince was a lot of things a guitar player was one of them um weird dude that dude could write a song and but that dude was a seriously talented individual um so it is what it is um let's see here uh abby says i need to set up my lead my lead load all two i don't know what the lead load all two means is that is that a type of press? Yeah, it's a press. Okay, I know Lee is a press, but I didn't know like the the all two. Is that is that a a, a, a specific type of press or what? Is that a shotgun press. I don't know. I'm load asking all, you. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, I think the Lee load. It's all a shotgun. shotgun. Yeah, it's a shotgun. The, the Lee load all. Yeah, it's oh, so it's called the Lee load all. That the load all is like yeah. the the actual press. Okay, okay. Yeah, the load all. Yeah, it's, it's the shotgun press. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I don't see myself ever doing any shotgun stuff. Um, I don't even really see myself doing nine or two, two, three. Um, maybe one day, but um, like I said, I'm only getting to reloading, uh, not to just stockpile anything. It's 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 really to get my recipe down for my rifle for the long range stuff that I know that. One, I can I can have it anytime I want it, and two, it's going to be tuned right where I need it to be. So that's really really uh, cool one. Uh, yeah, Rich White says Prince's Super Bowl halftime show was awesome. Um, the cool thing about that is it was in Miami, and it was raining like all day. And I remember seeing like a, a documentary or something on that. Yeah, and, and and I remember seeing a documentary, and like the producer for Fox or whoever it was called prince like that afternoon it's like hey like it's raining like i don't know what we're gonna do and he is can you make it rain harder and and the, and the producer says i knew at that point like oh this is gonna be epic and it was raining hard he was singing purple rain it was just like and if you guys know prince he's in these high heel boots and you gotta know that stage was slippery and all that but that that show was pretty awesome yeah um Abby says Dio or Ozzy and Sabbath. Gotta go Ozzy, don't you? I mean, I think he gotta go Ozzy. Marcus says guitarist Hendrix, Eddie Van Halen, Randy Rhodes, Joe Cetriani. Um, okay. Oh, my man. favorite guitar player of all time is is David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. My second favorite is probably Slash. Uh, I'd probably go with third favorite would probably be um, Morello from uh, Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave. Um, Hendrix was great. Eddie Van Halen's awesome. Randy Rhodes awesome. 
I, my top three are, are, are probably Morello, um, Slash, and David Gilmore, but that's just me. Joe Satriani, Surfing with the Alien, is an amazing album. You got to no listen to that about one. It. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say my favorite guitar player has got to be Jeff Kress, but, you know, I don't know where he's at tonight. I would say if you went ukulele player, then I would say yes. Just because he has a lot of guitars doesn't mean he's a good guitar player. He might be a good ukulele player. But <laughs> um, he's definitely the, the, the best um, guitar salesman, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, worst drummer. My pick is Lars Ulrich. Um, you know, yeah. Lars... I think a lot of people think Lars is a great drummer because he's a Metallica. Um, Keith Moon, great. John Bonham, those are great drummers. I, I grew up, you know, I was a drummer, so I would never say that Lars is a great. I wouldn't say Lars is a terrible drummer, um, but I think he's overrated. I'd say he's probably one of the most overrated drummers for sure. Mm. The best beginning. Hold on here. The best beginning press is the leave four hole turret press especially for the price and super easy to set up i have used one for years um yeah milser i mean I, i'm gonna have to hit him up because he's he's got a lot of great info out there um i do know that i have been told not to get it what is it called a, is it called a progressive um press not to get into those right away to do what's it called a single stage or something uh, might be, I'm not, the terminology might be wrong, but a, a single stage press before I can progress. Is that right? Hey, yeah, you're right. Because single stage, you're doing one thing, whereas progressive, you're going around to the Let's different stage. Every yeah. time you pull the handle on a progressive, you're creating a round. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's, it's going of. around to do that, and it's yeah. it's going yeah. to do that different, yeah. different stage. So, like the the a single stage is is you're doing all the individual things, and you pull that thing, you're making that one bullet, and then you do all the powder and all that to the next one. Pull it. Is that right? Am I getting it right? Yeah, I'm you're, completely you're, you're in the right guys. thing. No, you're you're in the, you're in the right thing. I don't think I'm going to get a press for a while, especially if I'm going to be able to utilize my friends' uh, presses as long, as long as I have all the materials. So. Uh, maybe one day I will. Once again, I'm really afraid to go in and start in another addictive hobby because I don't have time for another hobby. So I had a progressive. Whenever, nice. That's all I ever had. I mean, my dad had. So how was was learning on it pretty easy? I mean, yeah. and I yeah. was just learning, you know, just basic range ammo. Just being careful to watch your powder was it, a big thing. Yeah. The one thing about a progressive, because I started off in progressives, um, and I do have a single stage for some things, but. Progressives can be a little, I like to say, messy, right? Um, like I have a Dylan 650, and when my rifle rounds come around, there's a, there's a small snap to it, and sometimes it spills a couple, you know, a couple of flakes of powder out of the shell, which is annoying as hell. Um, mm. Pistol it works works great for pistol. For rifle, it's not a great press for rifle. Now. Well, just in general, like if if you're doing plinking ammo, progressive might be just fine. Oh, I, I crank, um, yeah, yeah. You can probably just crank it, crank it, crank it out, and, and do all that. Well, um, even for competition rifle, uh, competition ammo for a pistol, I have no problems with that. With that 650, I will yeah. crank a shitload of it out. Um, yeah, because I'm running around around seven or eight hundred rounds an hour out of that thing when I get. Oh going. wow. 
if are you having you to do it, this yourself or can it be automatic where it does it itself no, I'm, 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 I'm pulling it. oh man you're yeah, gonna get a workout then right well why do you think i got <laughs> yeah. bad shoulders <laughs> is yeah, there like an automatic press out there chris yeah. is there something out there yeah you oh, can, okay. yeah, you can take I a villain and set it up to run automated um yeah i can get a, a like i think it's called an ammo bot it'll go on there and it's just a motor with a crankshaft that just keeps cranking out the ammo. There you go. So Milsurp Duo says single stage or a turret press. So a turret press is different than a progressive? Or, a or, turret or, press is basically a single stage press with a turret on top that you turn to change your dies is a basic. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. If you want my like honest opinion, when you go to buy your first press, it's a big press. if, though. That's a big if. Right. It's but, a big if. But if you're going to, yeah. If buy, I ever just buy a turret press. If please. I ever get back into it, I'll get a turret press. Okay. 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 Because you, you you're still doing everything in a single stage, but your dives just, are all you're, set you're up. Getting more of them set up for you and all right. that. It's just yeah. more efficient, basically. Yeah. And for okay. no more than no more than the extra cost, it's it's worth it. Okay, That's so hard. like, like not not like the I don't care about low end, but like give me a good solid, like I don't care I don't want the cheapest, don't think was but like a good solid turret press. Like what brand would that be, and what are we looking at these days? So I run the RCBS turret press. Okay, I I like it because is RCBS the, the brand I'm assuming? Yeah. Is okay, there a green okay. brand ghost. We'll put yeah, this the green, the green. Oh, brand. okay. I've seen the green. Okay, I didn't know the name of them. Okay, that makes sense. I think they're a lot more now than what I paid for it. Um, I want to say I got everything for around four something. Um, oh wow! It, it okay. came with a scale, and but I think now they're a lot more than that. But I like them. You, uh, they got the big cast iron turret heads. You can buy them separate. So I've got like eight of them down there hanging with different dies on them. And you just... So they, are they for different calibers? I guess you have a different one for different calibers or what? Yeah, like some some of those heads, I've got like two two sets of dies on them. So like... Oh, okay. So like rifle, um, I can put two, two calibers on one turret head. Okay. Because I use a factory strength okay. die with most of my stuff. But okay. you could actually take, you could actually load, if you're only going to use the two dies that come with your rifle set, like the Hornady set you bought, Yeah, you would be able to put three different calibers on that one turret head if you're, if you're not going to use a crimp die. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Jacob says it's 350 right now on their site for just the press. So how much do you think, you know, we're talking about the different turrets and all that. How much of those run like, you know, 50, hundred bucks 50. a piece or what? 50. About 50. Well, that's not bad. That's really not that bad then. Uh, Mr. Duos says great price. Um, I'm going to order one this weekend. So there you go. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, like I said, I don't see myself doing that anytime soon, but um, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Like, as far as progressive goes, I, the only thing I load on a progressive is my nine millimeter because I, I shoot so much of it 
I have yeah. to be able to crank it out fast. Yeah. And then that's gonna be me. Like at the at the most at a time, I'm probably looking at two hundred rounds at a time. Um so yeah, I'm obviously a progressive, I get that done a lot quicker, but I'm also gonna be using those for competition. So I'm really gonna want to make sure that I got my powder just right, everything's set right and all that. So I'll probably um yeah, I'll probably I like the idea of a turret press if I ever go that way. Now, let me ask you this. On a progressive press, can you run it as a single stage or a turret, or does it have to be the progressive all the way? Yeah, progressive. It has way. to be. Okay, so yeah. you can't you, you can't get a progressive and you and use it like a single stage. No, I mean, every you time you pull that handle, something's indexing. Something else over yeah. there is doing a, another yeah. thing. I got you. Okay, okay. Um. So he says three forty-five heads are sixty-three dollars a piece. So um, that's really not that bad, actually. That's I was thinking they were like eight hundred to a thousand dollars for presses. Maybe that's the progressives. I don't know, but I always heard of eight hundred to a thousand dollars. That's like your Dylan progressives right there. Yeah, uh, you know it's so funny is you just said that, and I had always heard Dylan, 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 Dylan. You, including the chat, are the first person to bring up Dylan. Everyone's out there talking Lee or uh, RCBS and all that. Uh, so is is Dylan, is it just the name that people think? I mean, like, I haven't well, heard anyone say what, it's so much better than anything else. You pay more money for a Dylan. There's, there's no doubt about it. Does, um, does so it one, give you that much more advantage? I, I think it's a better machine, but what I like about <laughs> Dylan is their warranties on it um you ghost you could take that dylan and drop that damn thing out of a helicopter land pick it up call their tech support line and they'll send you another one hmm. so uh, like for me i i remember one one day i wasn't yeah you know, i was tired and i was i was working on something i was changing the powder uh charge and i went the wrong way and for some yeah. reason, I, I instead of stopping, I kept on going. I broke the screw off my powder charge. I'm like, well, that sucks. I called their tech support. It was on a Saturday. Now, this is obviously before all the craziness. Um, they answered the phone. I talked to a human being down in Arizona. And I go, hey, I got this. You know, I, I broke the screw. I can't find it on the website. They just sent me one. And uh, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, it's the screw, blah, blah, blah. Um, anything else? I go, well, I have this one question. He, he worked through the press with me on something. He goes, anything else? I'm like, no. He goes, all right. Um, we're going to send this thing out to you. I'm like, well, do you want a credit card? No. Did you just send the other one back to him? They just, no. They just sent me a new screw for this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's look, guys, screw. Oh, a new screw for it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I broke this thing. I have no problems paying it. He goes, nope. Just sending you one. You're good. I'm like, shit. Nice. Uh, Mill Serp Duo says, Ghost, you can get a Lee four hole turret press for $150, a great price for a beginner press. So, knowing that I'm not trying to pump out a shit ton of ammo per hour and all of that, um, is a four hole turret something that is very would be good for me at this point? Yes, yeah, oh, really? Okay, well, hell, I might just get one and. And still use my other, my other guys and all that. Because here's the thing. One of the reasons why I want to use my buddy's presses also is they're going to have to teach me how to actually mm -hmm. reload. Um, 
The best thing you can do is just light a cigarette and get started. Well, I can light a cigarette. Um, yeah, I won't light a cigarette while I'm reloading. Um, you know what I'm most worried about, honestly? Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. You know what I'm most worried about is I'm, you know, obviously if, if you forget to put powder, it becomes basically a dummy round. I'm so worried about like overcharging, like over, you know, I, putting a double charge say, into something. I, I For me, I, I don't, I don't think I will. Cause I'll, I'll make sure I'm very, very, I'm just worried about that. And maybe that's why a single stage press would be great for me is I'm not having to worry about what if something happens in that progression that it gets double charged or whatever, you know, I would, I would, you know, and that's, that's something to worry about. What, Really, uh, you know, back when I was in FFL, one of the things I saw, and it was in a, it was in a Glock actually, was someone reloaded with the wrong powder, and he set that thing oh, off, yeah. and it blew it blew the frame out of the gun. I would in imagine. His hand. Well, the um, great thing about that is I'm only uh, going to be loading one caliber, and I know that that's yep. the H4350 powder, so that's the only powder I'll ever have that's, around, <laughs> at least for your now. Advantage. You know? Yeah, yeah, you see, that's your advantage. When you start getting into multiple cal uh, calibers, you're more worried about making sure you grab the right powder before you worry about a double charge. Especially when you're doing pistol and rifle, because you do not want to confuse oh. those two. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Two that's what it was. Two completely powders, right? They put, I mean, a, they put a rifle powder into a pistol round. Yeah. Blew that thing right out. I would imagine but, that would... Yeah. Go ahead. The, pl the plus side is you won't be able to double charge six five Creedmoor anyway. You'll mm -hmm. if, you, if you do a double charge on that, it's all going to be pouring out of the it's gate. Overflowing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. Uh, real quick, uh, Abby out there says still don't know what powder is best for twenty gauge. Do you guys have you ever loaded twenty gauge? Might give them an idea of what powder is good. I have no idea. I haven't, lo I haven't loaded twenty, but for uh, all my shotgun shells. Sorry, I'm like looking over. Uh, I use American Select for uh, for shotgun, and okay. it's it's worked fine for me. And and in a pinch, I can use it for nine millimeter. Okay. Um, now Jacob asked a question. I don't know the answer to this, but uh, he's also new, and there might be somebody else out there. So I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there to you guys. Uh, wait before that what all dies are needed to do a reload on a turret or a, a turret or other press so i got the two die set that's horny is that all i'm gonna need that's a i should have asked that um clover said that's all i would need but i mean it's clover so we can only take that for what it's worth i do trust clover i make fun of them but i do trust them enough but are those the only thing i'm the two die set all i'm gonna need to get going okay good that's good to know yeah um, you you'll be fine with that. Now, some people like to buy the like a leaf factory crimp die to put a crimp on your on your rifle rounds. Okay. Um most people that shoot them in a bolt action don't even worry about it. But some people okay. that are gonna shoot them in an AR. Like if you if you're gonna run it out of an AR ten, some people just like to put a put a little a light crimp on it. Um now you now normally like if your your pistol dies you you're gonna get either a three die set or a four die set. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Gotcha. 
Hello, darling. It was good seeing you last weekend. Um, Abby, we're going shotgun, so I'm getting rashes already. But Abby says, I'd like to mix the 177 BBs and magnesium powder and load that into a shell if that'll work. I don't know. That sounds weird, but I don't know if that is weird or not. Is that normal? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, so, yeah, G23 says if you're interested in, in reloading, check out Christmas 740. He is a series of beginner. Uh, actually, I have watched um, Chris's videos. <laughs> um, and he's and Milsurp Duo says, and you need a powder dispenser and scale of some kind. I've got a scale, but I don't know if it's like an actual reloading scale. Are there scales that are made specifically for um, reloading that I need to probably look at getting? Just go down to your local dispensary and ask for a scale. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. I've like I said, I've got I've got scales, um, but I didn't know if there was one out there that was yeah, huh? Nothing. Oh, I, I I heard I I got it. I understand what this. I should have gone. Your, to you can just use your bathroom scale. That'll work just the same to measure powder. Well, I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, I should have gone next door to the dispensary at the La Quinta. Um, I always used whenever I did, I used just to check stuff and stuff. I used the little Frankfurt Arsenal digital scale that had the little thing on it, the little cup on it. That's yeah. all I ever used. I mean, when I was a kid, dad had the green RCBS one that you slid the, the weights bal- on the balance beam. Yeah, 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 yeah no, no, I want a digital readout. I'm lazy, uh, I want the digital readout. <laughs> well, well, if you're really lazy and you got some money to burn, they have things where you put your powder in and it'll trickle it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dispensers. Well, that's what They're he was nice. saying. I need, I need, he, his, I need a, a powder dispenser and a scale. Um, how much well, of those dispensers you're talking? I just had to buy one. Is, is it, is it, but honestly, is isn't the part of the fun? Oh shit! Really? Oh wow! Is it part of the fun, especially for a beginning? Like doing that shit yourself, like I think that's gonna be like kind of fun. I'm also a nerd. It's, I'm a big math fun. nerd, and so for me, like the math of everything is kind of exciting to me. I know it sounds weird, it's but fun. I, I am it's fun till about your fiftieth round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I mean, you can start with a little trickler and, and stuff like that. It's not it's not that hard, um, but yeah, you're gonna you'll eventually outgrow it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, just I, bought, I just had to buy a new automatic dispenser because my old one gave up on me. But yeah, you're talking. I just bought the Charge Master Link. You're looking at three hundred and fifty bucks, I think, after tax yeah. when I paid for it. But it's going to be highly accurate, and it does everything for you. You just put in what yeah. you want, hit the button, and then when you take you the pan off, in and it does it itself or something, it does or what? It all for you. I love mine. So it's never fucked up or anything? Well, the, the one I had, I had the Charge Master Lite. And I got about five years out of it, and it just quit. It just but, I mean, it never messed up. It never, it never, like, really, you know, you don't remember it messing up? No, I would check it against out. other scales, like every so many drops. And it was no, always, every, every, it was yeah, right okay, there. so you, I got you. Yeah, I got you. So you're 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 checking about every what five ten or whatever your number is. You're checking, you know, just hey, let's just pull one random one out and see. Yeah, I'd have just a cheap gotcha. another scale right there, and just just make sure it was dead on. 
But um, Millsurp Duo says, I'm going to probably butcher this, but he used the Frankfurt Arsenal Intel Intel Dropper. Yep. Love it yep. for the price. So, That's a good um, one, too. I, I think I probably. Um, I probably won't go with the dispenser right away. Cause like I said, I think that's part of learning um, is doing it yourself. And maybe that, you know, forces me to pay attention and learn something like that. Uh, no, prepper out there. This is a basic powder trickler are great to have. What's that? Yep. So it's basically, it looks like two shot glasses up, you know, one upside down the other. And it's got a, a little um, bar in the middle that you turn and it just lets a little bit of, powder drop from the bottom to the top so you can no so i can you know if i have a scale there what i can, I can do a little bit wait yeah, until yeah. instead of having to pour that shit or, or whatever it's yep now that might be something i could probably um get into yeah. that that's usually where people start especially in single uh single stages is with a with a trickler okay yeah i'll probably get one of those yeah yeah that, they're not expensive either and he, something that i do like I, I use one of those tricklers a lot. It's like if, if you got if you're loading a rifle around, you can actually pick that up and kind of put it on a 45 degree angle and turn it. It'll dump that powder real fast. And then when you start getting close, you can set it back down. It just and then do it, it slow slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. can I get that tuned in exactly? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. Uh Prepper says like 50 bucks. Oh, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely probably yeah. have to get one of those. Um yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't really expect this to turn into a reloading chat, but it's something that I'm kind of getting into. So I'm actually having fun um, learning. Yeah, I probably stayed in the green room. I thought it was going to turn into reloading chat. Yeah. All right. Change, uh, give me a palate cleanser, snob. Anything. Bring it on. I don't have anything. Okay. Well, damn it. <laughs> shut the hell up then. Well, send it back to the green room then. Nah, I wanna, I'll make him suffer. <laughs> make him suffer. He can leave if he wants, but uh, I'm not going to send him to the green room. That's just mean. Um, Jacob says, if the local gun shop offers a course for reloading, where will they will, it, will they provide a set of die scales, press powder, and instructions on how to reload, or would uh, would the class be worth it? I would imagine it'd be well worth it, especially if they provide all that stuff to start out with. Now they may not be loading a caliber that you're actually going to need they probably use like a 223 that they can get all the stuff for pretty whatever but if they're going to provide all that and teach you how to do it i'm assuming guys like maybe different calibers are different but the basics of reloading are going to be the same throughout different calibers am i assuming assuming that right pretty much okay all right yeah for rifles, uh, so i mean all your rifle is basically going to be the same um yeah straight wall cartridges stuff you're going to get into but if you know how to load pistol then you're going to know how to load straight wall cartridge so 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 rifles a little bit easier to load than pistols what you're saying yeah because there's more steps to pistol okay i got you i got you like because you're like your rifle you like you said you got your two dies but with pistol you're going to have to you're going to have your resizing die just like your rifle but then you got to flare your your mouth case yep. of your brass. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have to seat your bullet and then you're going to have to go back and crimp that. And crimp it after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're adding right. two or three or four two at least two or three steps in this. Right. Yeah. Like, like for me for, on my Dylan, my, my first stage is um, decap and um, uh, decap and resize. 
Second stage is um, is belling and powder drop. Third stage is empty. Fourth stage is bullet seat. Fifth stage is um, is crimp, and then it ejects. So, like seating the bullet, obviously one little thousandths changes the the performance of that. Um, if, if I was to say start at like two point like seven seven zero for my six five, and I want to do something else, like how 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 much increments would you like? How how far do you test those? Like until you find the right depth or whatever. You know, I just is it really just kind of works with whatever works with your rifle? Set, just, really, what well, it is your depth to set your depth. You're just twisting the die and then locking it back down. So okay, it's just it's just you know, a, is it a quarter turn? Is it an eighth of a turn? Is it a sixteenth? Okay, of a see, turn? I'm, I'm reading all these numbers. I've got all these numbers written down on this pad that I'm getting these different recipes, and they're saying, "Hey, overall what? length about this, and here's the powder, and and here's the greens of powder, what? here's the seating depth, and all that." So all these numbers are just like fucking foreign to me. So I have no well, idea. Well, what I t- what I tell everybody that I've taught how to reload is when you're working with a seat die. Take a factory round, put it in mm. there, set your seat die to that factory round, and then and you it, know that it, it's, a start, it's a starting point at least. Yeah, it's it's, a starting that's your starting point. point. And then from there, you start twisting. Because okay. if you put a bullet on there, pull you know, pull the handle, then pull it out, then you measure, now you got to put it in, twist. I just say screw it, just put a factory round in there, set to the factory, and then start working on okay, well, I want to, uh, you know. You know, a, a thousandth of an inch taller. Then you just twist a little bit, and then and you now see another bullet and test. Uh, and there might be something inside this box. Uh, Prepper is like uh, some of the bullet companies will tell you how far to seat off the the lands and all that. I'm sure it might be inside here. I don't oh, know, but yeah, I, I like that idea of at least kind of getting an idea of of what the the factory ammo is. It's a starting point, at least, you know. Yeah. Because at that point, because I've seen people where they put a bullet in there, they pull the handle, and then they're like, oh, let me twist. You know, oh, okay, that's like, you know, I got to go down a quarter of an inch. Then they're twisting forever. I was like, just start at the factory. If you know that you want to go a little longer, start at the factory, do a half a turn back. Mm-hmm. See the bullet, see where you're at. Um, buddy Lance says, get a measure in crayons. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. All your reloading uh, manuals are going to give you your overall case length too. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're yeah. they're, they're going to stick. You're definitely going to have to get you a manual. Like since yeah. you're loading those Hornady, yeah, guys, I've actually ordered a couple. Get a good Hornady manual. Um, yeah. What's yeah. that? Well, that's, yeah. The the other thing is, you know, you said that case. I'm going to pull up my account and figure out what I just ordered. With, with rifle, you're going to have to watch as you because your brass is going to stretch. I got a lineman. I ordered a lineman and um, a Hornady manual. Yeah, yeah you're good. Uh, a lineman, a, a lineman, and a Hornady are the two that I, I I ordered. So I'm sure I'll probably find others that I need to get. So when you open, when you get your Hornady book and you open it up to six five Creedmoor, that yeah. bullet that you have, that one forty grain ELDM, it's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna have a page in there. And it's going to tell you what your minimum charge weight is, your maximum charge weight. It's going to give you an overall case length. So all that will be right there on that in that book. 
Okay. Uh, and, and that's why I got the horny because I'm using a lot of horny components. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. It may not matter, but I went ahead and got one because I am using hoardy components. Uh, Prepper says that Western Powders has a free manual on a PDF. That'd be interesting. I might at least download that to have another reference. Um, and I remember people talking a lot about the Lyman manual, so that's why I got it. That's kind of when it says, oh, everyone, I said, what's the one you'd always, is everyone says, well, the, the one that I would always get is would be the Lyman. I was like, okay, well, everyone says Lyman, so I got the Lyman and the, and the, um, Hornady to start with. I'm sure there's multiple out there that I need to get as well. Every person that gets mm -hmm. really into reloading has a whole stack of manuals. Yeah. The Hornady will tell you everything you need to know, in my opinion. Oh, well, there you go. Like I said, really I, I, never was. I, I don't want I to get into a book for every thing. bullet I be, Yeah. What's that? I buy a book for every bullet I reload. Like, I reload some burger bullets, so I have a burger manual. Like the horny gotcha. bullets, I'll buy a manual. Um, yeah. I, old CW that's on a lot of the reloading chats with me, he he always said the Lyman manual is a great book to have because Lyman doesn't make their own bullets. I like got the, you. The Lyman just kind of covers everything. It's, it's everything, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's a great book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, and this is the thing, like, I'm not trying to get into reloading. I really am not. I just want to, I want to know how to do it for, for one caliber, one rifle at this point only. Yeah. But you're a, you're a nerd dude. So, you know, <laughs> um, it's just one of those things where like, I, I, I have, that's, I'm trying not to get into reloading too much because once again, I know that it can go down a crazy rabbit hole and I don't want to do, I just want to know that I can, I can make a couple hundred rounds of six, five Creed in the recipe that I know is going to be tuned to my rifle anytime I need to go do it. So that's really what I'm trying to do. Um, who knows? Uh, well, Tim website is as good as good as well. So there you go. And you're going to end up writing in your book. You, of course, it's not going to show up, but oh, like on, sure, on, yeah. this, on this caliber, I have notes written in here for the different powders I've run. And, you yeah. know, just try, yeah, just trust your book and then, you know, write your notes into your book. And then when you grab it, you got all your notes right there with that caliber. Yeah. Um, so Clover's out there. It's his best live panel ever right here. It's a pretty good one. Pretty good. It's even better that you're not here. Um, so happy birthday, bitch. Just gonna say happy it out there. Birthday, it's, Clover. It's Clover's his asshole's birthday. Um oh, is that I'm why he's not here? Ghost is worried about it's his it's his five hundredth birthday. Leprechaun turned five hundred years old. He looks good for a thirty year old, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. He is fucking rough for a thirty year old. He's living a rough life. Um Snob says, I'm pretty sure Ghost is worried about cast bullets. I'm not, I don't think these are cast bullets. No, they're. Oh, okay. I, I must I have missed them. I was like, I don't think these are cast bullets. He said, <laughs> doesn't have a lot of cast projectiles. Talking about yeah. the Hornady manual, I was like, yeah, I don't think Ghost is worried about casting bullets just no. yet. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about that. Um, I know there's a guys that will like, like they'll go and pick up lead and shit from the range and like melt it and recast. I'm like, that's I, way too much. There's people who get way uh, too into loading stuff. Uh, I yeah. when I used to cast, I used to I used to grab wheel weights and melt down the wheel weights and cast them. Okay. Um, 
That's a whole other rabbit hole right there. Yeah, and, and I do. I am leaving if you get into this. <laughs> I do not want to go down I, I don't even cast an ox, so I don't even have a dog in this fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 nope, nope, not going to go down that road. If you ever hear me asking questions about casting bullets, shoot me. Like, seriously, like in, in my misery right there at that point. Um, Rich White says for visually impaired people are the reloading manuals available. Why the hell are you asking me? Like, I don't even, I haven't even gotten my first <laughs> manuals yet. I want to ask you three guys. I'm assuming there's got to be eBooks or something for the visually impaired, but here's the thing. Like, I don't know this. I'm ignorant. How hard would it be to reload if you're visually impaired? Like, is that a safe thing to do? That's what I was going to say. Maybe you probably, I mean, not to be rude to anyone who's visually impaired, but that may not be the best thing because I kind of like to look yeah. and check my powder as it was going by and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Prepper says his birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, yeah, my wife's is Monday, and, and I, I feel bad for people at around this time frame of their birthdays because, like, once every, what, seven years or whatever, my wife's birthday is going to be on Thanksgiving Day, and it's like, like, I feel bad for people. I don't care if it's a cool thing or not. I feel bad for people whose birthdays are on, like, holidays. It kind of sucks, you know? Um, now, Clover's just being a smartass, I'm assuming. Says I love Cassie. Just something about taking raw material and making a bullet. Pretty. I don't. He might be serious. I don't I'm know. I'm sure he's serious. Yeah. I mean, to uh, be fair, Clover's a tightwad, so he probably does. You know, he probably just walks <laughs> to the Walmart parking lot, Jack and Will waits off people's cars. <laughs> well, you don't. You don't grab him from the cars. You grab him from the trucks. That way, you get the like, you know, the big, the ones. good long ones. Yeah. Off, yeah, the good long ones off the 18 wheelers. They're they're the best. You want to talk about a bad thing about birthdays my yeah. sister and i are born on the same day so i had to share oh, really the birthday with her for 40, what, 42 years now i think we've oh that sucks she's five years now, younger are you, older, born on are the you same older or is she older are you older or is she's she older? five years younger than me so oh, that's she'll be, well, you, had it, you had it to yourself for five years and then she said i'm taking over pretty much yeah. She'll be 43 on December 1st, and I'll be 48. Yeah. Um, I did ask the panel, Rich. I did ask the panel. I can't I can't speak for them. I threw the question up there, and it is what it is. I bet you if you Googled reloading manuals ebooks, maybe something would pop up or not. Just saying. Um Rich, he does say reading a book is pain for me, depending on the print size. If the print's too small, reading in general is painful to me. That's what so I was going to say. Just, reading is just a pain for me. Like, my head hurts when I read. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, Tim says, hey, snob, don't knock that shit. Walmart has a tons of lead. <laughs> You, you know what, Stom? You could always steal that shit from the FedEx guy. <laughs> to get I back can't, at him. I can't. He doesn't show up here. Well, that's true. Oh, he doesn't come down your road, at least. <laughs> uh, ooh, that's a great question. What is everyone's favorite Thanksgiving leftover meal? Mine is a homemade turkey pot pie. Um, so I'm assuming what he's doing is he's taking leftover turkey and making pot pie. 
Um, for me, I know it sounds weird. Like I love leftover green bean casserole. I don't know why. I, I think it's better as a leftover, like the second day than it is originally. Now, obviously you're taking a little bit of that turkey or ham or whatever you have, and you're throwing it in there. Um, so if I have, oh, I didn't think about that. So we eat ham because I'm the only person in my family that likes turkey. So I'm going to say like the ham sandwiches for the next week are pretty damn good too. I was going to say pretty damn good. using the ham for breakfast the next morning. Yeah. Oh, breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can do that too. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you guys, what do you guys think? We make soup. We'll make turkey soup and then we'll can soup and have soup for a couple months. Yeah. Um, Chris, do you have a favorite like leftover thing that you do with your turkey or ham or whatever? So my wife will take the turkey and she'll put it in the crock pot with noodles and like this gravy mm. and let it cook for half a day and then she'll throw biscuits in there on top of it. Okay, that, that's that that wins. <laughs> you just won. Uh yeah, that sounds wonderful. I'd rather just have pie left over. That's that's see, I don't eat, I don't like pie. Like my daughter, oh no, my wife's making this like asp, apple like crisp thing. It's kind of like a pie, but it's not a pie type thing. I like apples, but I don't like apple like if it's cooked. Like I like just eating an apple. So I'm making brownies, and I might be the only one who's living or who's gonna eat the brownies at the at Thanksgiving, but uh I'm not a big pie of any kind. I don't like pie. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the crust or what. I just don't like it. I don't even know. Knives says, huh, I know, I know, I know. People are embarrassed to say they know me, so I'm used to it. My wife doesn't claim me most of the time, so. And she's from Japan. I mean, Jesus, you know. <laughs> she's getting ready to come through that door and start throwing shit at me, I think. Uh, Mr. Knives says, ham and eggs, only if they're green. Only if they're green. Um, Tim says, Where's the pop-up pictures? Damn it. Books suck without pop. Hey, pop-up pictures. The only way I can roll, man. It's the only way it goes. Uh, Tim says, I think it's time for a, a crayon break. That's fair. Um, let's see here. I've got a, I've got a cherry. I've got a cherry crayon. Let me uh, get a little protein in me. Mm, that's fucking great. Yeah, uh, pumpkin pie. Oh, I don't like pumpkin either. God, pumpkin. Ugh. You guys, are you guys pumpkin? Are you guys I pumpkin foods? Pumpkin pie. Love really? Pumpkin pie. I, I think it's the most disgusting shit in the world. I eat pumpkin I pie once a year, and that's on Thanksgiving. I'll usually eat a small, little bitty, like quarter slice of it. Yeah. You don't like it either, Smell? I just, it's just not my thing. I'd rather have, there's other pies I'd rather have more at Thanksgiving. So. Yeah, totally. Mm. I'm the weirdo. So Millsurp is trying to keep this chat going. He says, get the Lee manual. It has a beginner's guide in the front of the book. Okay, well, I'll go pick up the Lee manual then at least. Pumpkin cheesecake? What is wrong with you? That just sounds disgusting. Well, he does like 40 calibers, so. That's true. That's true. Marcus, yes, you definitely have to have the cool whip. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So are you guys, um, what do they call them, sweet potato fans also? Oh, I love sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. Especially, yeah. them, especially yeah. like they make them with the marshmallows on top. That's even better. Mm. That's the way. Oh, I went down bad. Mm. Um, whew. 
that wax is not good. Um, my wife likes that. Uh, I guess they like that sweet potato with, yeah, the marshmallows and I don't even know what it. But it's like this little yeah. cinnamon. Yeah, I'm sure it's cinnamons in there, but yep. they love that shit. It's got that good you know? syrup in it. Oh, it's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, Rich White. I agree with Rich White. Pizza is the best pie. I would agree with that. Um, it's the only pie I'll probably eat. Now I do like a, a, a chocolate pie. Like you go to a, like a diner, so they have the chocolate pies. I could eat that. Uh, but most of the time, I'm just scraping the chocolate stuff off the pie crust. So it may be the pie crust itself is what I don't like. I don't know. Uh, Clover's got to make coconut cream pies for dinner Friday. I can. Take or leave the pumpkin pie, to be honest. Um, apple crumb pie a la mode. Hey, Risa, what's that apple thing you make? What's it called? Apple crumb? That's what she called an apple crumb? But, yeah, I don't know. Just add a la mode to it. Mm. It sounds fancy. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a fancy Good guy. Ice cream. You guys know me. I'm not that fancy. Uh, yeah. All right. Hour and a half into this. Where else we want to go with this? We want to cut it off or we want to go down another rabbit hole. Oh, I was at work. But yeah, those are the new patches. Uh, they just came in yesterday. Um, apple and peach crumb is what she's doing. Apple and peach. Um, it's a crumb thing. Oh, she likes it. Uh, she just sent me a text. But, yeah, the new patches came in. They're on the website. Uh, I went with a different uh, color scheme this year for 2023. It's kind of a black, uh, uh, an army, military green, yellow, and all that. I like it. It's pretty cool. Um, they are on the website, and they're embroidered. I went back to embroider. My favorite patches I ever had. I, I, I love these little PVC patches. But my original patches were the embroidered ones, and I always thought that it looked really, really cool embroidered. So I went back for the to the embroidered patch, um, but yeah, let's. Um, I can pull it up. So I, I I left them at work actually, but I don't know if the colors and all that, the black, green, and gold uh, with a white ghost. They're embroidered. They look pretty cool. I'm really I'm really happy. There it is. Yeah, that's my favorite patch we did. Uh, I, I just like the embroidered patch better. Um, but I, I did go to different, and these things turned out really good. So if you're interested, um, uh, I'll be bringing some to shot for you guys, um, and all of that. And, and by the way, it's not, you weren't here earlier. Uh, Chris got his approval this morning. He yeah, was going to shot and, uh, and, and I got him into range day under me. So he'll be at range day and at shot show. So, uh, be looking forward to, to having all of us, all four of us in this chat will be at shot show. So you'll get to meet, you won't regret uh, person, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Be glad you did. You know, I'm not gonna lie. We were talking. We were talking about you behind your back, Chris, the other night when we got off that after chat, <laughs> and we were all very happy that 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 snob did that. And and I forgot that you didn't go that first year. Yeah, in you, 2019, you I didn't go, gone. and I could have went, and I yeah. didn't go, and I regretted it for a year. Yeah, and uh, and when you said that, because I, you know, we were like, okay, Chris is going to go in twenty twenty four. We got a year to help him get everything ready. And then when you said that, and I was like, it's like I didn't think about that. Like, I mean, I'm not saying you would regret it, Chris, but I really do, especially after this past weekend at Wanamaker, watching how hard you worked, 
you're going to get an, an ROI shot this year. You're going to do really well. I'm just going to so. tell Chris one piece of advice. Don't work quite as hard as you did at Wanamaker. You're going to kill yourself. At least the, the first day. At least the first day because you will be dead by Wednesday. <laughs> um, there are things that we will tell you to help you out, Chris. There are things that we won't tell you because you have to just have to learn some of that stuff yourself. <laughs> like having 17 cameras and 17 different 360 degree. I mean, it was a pretty cool setup, Snob, but I think by Wednesday afternoon, you were regretting that shit, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, on Friday, that year on Friday, I took just my GoPro and a little handle. I was like, nope. <laughs> it was great. Though. You had like the rig and it was like pointing this way, pointing that way. And the it was crazy it was it was awesome but yeah um well and that's yeah. what i was thinking like driving home from tulsa because i like i took i brought my whole camera set up like in the bag i had yeah. and then I'm and like, we're all walking around with our cell phones you're going bro you're probably going what the hell i mean half of my stuff and i was like yeah. i could have just yeah. flown out here because i didn't i didn't need it, half the crap i brought with me mm -hmm. But Wanamaker was my first show I've ever done with just my yep. phone. Because I always yep. use at least GoPros, but normally my mirrorless and all sorts of fancy Even stuff. Even a few years but, ago at, at Wanamaker, right before, when you knew you were going to shot, the November prior to that is when you brought your whole setup with the microphones, make sure that it was it's kind of mm -hmm. testing it. And you had that whole system at Wanamaker, and I was like, Wow um you're like yeah this will be my shot show get up i'm like okay you'll learn <laughs> i mean i will say the best part about it though is you get attention from companies at shot show when you walk through i'll give that. you that if you want attention you will get it because this is kent with gun snob i'm the one with 17 cameras oh shit i remember that guy yep he was there <laughs> uh clover says anyone who actually puts in the thought and work with tenor will regret not going for sure. If you think you won't, it is because you don't know what you don't know. This is true. Uh, I look forward to seeing what Chris gets done with shot. Always cool to see what new guys do. Yeah. Uh, Rogue crushed it last year. Rogue did. I, I think Rogue spent like the first half day on Tuesday with me. And I just kind of, I took him down to the dungeon, kind of showed him, Hey, you know, all that stuff by that afternoon. After we went to the, the, the media room that afternoon, I didn't see Rogue until that night. And I don't think that you and I did anything the rest of the week. Like you were on your own and you oh. knocked it out, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, no, I appreciate you walking me around that, you know, that Monday morning. And then, yeah, at lunchtime, I was just like, it, you know, it, it was like Rogue who? <laughs> I was just gone. Yeah. No, I was like, I was like, I because you were gone, and I looked at Clover and I said, I guess Rose good. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was good to see. Um, we have seen people get overwhelmed, and um, it's very easy to get. I was overwhelmed that my first year at shot the first day. At least the first couple hours, I got lost. Uh, so I'm going to tell you this real quick, Chris. You will get lost at least once a day. You might find your way pretty soon, but you're going to get lost at least once a day out there because you get turned around these massive rooms and they got aisles going in every direction. And you're like, what the hell? So my biggest thing for you, especially on the main level floor, like my my so mine has always been Smith and Wesson booth because it's always in the exact same spot every year. So my anchor is a Smith and Wesson booth from Smith and Wesson booth. I know where to get 
from there everywhere else. You're going to have to find a landmark in, in, in each level to kind of say, okay, if I can get to this, if I see this booth, I know where I am. Because if you don't have those landmarks, it's going to be fun for you. Yeah, Millsurf Duo said the app is super helpful. The app is absolutely a necessity on the first year. 100%. Sure. I mean, after 100%. you've been a couple years or at least one year, you kind of learn yep. where most things are. I mean, you still want the app just to find out where companies are and stuff for sure, but you know the basics. Well, it's, what was weird yeah. for me was the dungeon. It's like I thought I knew the dungeon, and I turned a corner, and there was a whole section of dungeon I didn't even know existed. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a whole other section on the other side of the food court. It builds people don't even know there's yeah. that there. You're like, oh, snap, it like, yeah. Like, Walk like through the food the court, there's a whole half of it over there you didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah. Marcus says, I have to ask – which gun tuber do each of you get starstruck? I don't care about gun tubers. Um, I see my friends. Um, and I, you know, it was it's great to see Snob and Gary. I see them at Wanamaker, so I don't I, I did see them a little bit more, but like you know, Sarge and OB, uh Rogue, I'll get to see budgets coming this year. He's saying with us. Um, the guys I literally get to see once a year. I'm happy to see them, but like, I'm never going to go up and try to get a picture with like demo ranch and all that. That's, that's not me. Uh, not because I'm too good for that. It's just, I, I don't give a shit. Like I'm, I'm there to work. I'm, I'm trying to do something for me. Um, snob rogue. Um, uh, I don't gun tubers. Like gun tubers. Now, whenever I saw yeah. Doug Turnbull, I totally fangirled out. And whenever I got no, no, no. Doug Turnbull, there's a whole, a there's a whole section of people that are there that aren't gun tubers that like, you're going to, you're going to like Masad Ayub, Clint for me, like Masad Ayub, Clint Smith. Some of these guys like I'll nerd out with, um, yeah, there are people like, I, I took a picture with Goldberg a couple years ago. That was pretty cool. Cause I was not expecting to turn a corner and like, almost run into Goldberg, which not a, would not have worked out well. He's a monster of a man, um, but he's a big gun guy. Uh, Lou Ferrigno's always there, which is weird. You know, he just, he's just a weird dude. Uh, what's the guy, the Italian guy that was on the God, uh, Godfather? He's uh, Ray uh, Montagna or something like that. Joe Montagna. Joe Montagna. He's always there. Trump Jr. is always there. Um, he's a huge gun guy, but yeah. Um, yeah, people like those, I, I'm cool with, but like gun tubers, like, yeah, no, I, I just, I, I, I personally don't rogue anyone, whether it's a gun tuber or not, either anyone that like you get excited to see it all, like, like you know, actual celebrities, not gun tubers, but actual celebrities. No, I mean, you know, I got to yeah. That's fair. I, I forgot. You got to say hi to Clover tack is, you know, he's, he's, he's Clover tack. Um, oh, yeah. But Clover tack has like a no, posse I, now, like, you know, He's got a whole following. You know? They're all, they're all following the Lucky Charms trail. Following, though. Just saying. Uh, Chicago, Mike, the shoot. What's up, homie? Um, yeah, we're trying to get Chicago. Mike, maybe go in, uh, in 2024. He was on with G-Webs this morning in the chat. Not on the thing, but in the chat. And um, I think he probably need to fly from Chicago. I think that'd be a pretty pretty rough drive, I'd imagine. Chris, are you flying? Or you're not going to drive from Ohio, are you? No, no, we're flying. Okay. And we're flying out of Columbus, which will be nice, because normally we fly out of Cincy. So then I got a three-hour drive to the airport and a three-hour drive home. This time, yeah, it'll just that's be like fun. 50 minutes. So. Clover says, no, 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 it is not okay to fanboy. Another gun tuber is a colleague. I mean, you can call him what you want. It's, 
there are people that fanboy out, and that's okay. Like, I don't care if someone, like, like I'll go up just for fun. And a good friend of mine is Mark from over at Fit and Fire. Now, I'll walk up the first time I see him and act fanboy, you know, because I just, like, plan a joke on him. But, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's okay to be excited to see some of these people, especially if it's your first year. Like, Clover won't admit this. He won't because that's not the, who he is. We all fanboy the first time we go somewhere and we see some of these people that we never have seen before. Like, oh, snap, like that's that's Eric Veteran or, you know, that's Yankee or, you know, that's Hickok or whatever. Anyone that tells you that they don't fanboy at least once in their life over another gun tuber when they're first starting out is lying to you. Um, I remember my first shot show. I couldn't wait to get a picture with Hickok at range day, mostly because he's like three times as tall as I am. I thought it'd be a, a pretty funny picture. Uh, he literally had his his arm resting on my shoulder. It was pretty funny, but um, it is okay. I'm not. Don't let Clover talk about it. It is okay to fanboy if that's what you want to do. I just don't because uh, I know, and we all know most of them now. And some of them, there is no reason to fanboy over. Um, but yeah, I kind of what Clover said in his last comment. You learn a lot once yeah. you're around them. Some. What's that now? I like Clover said his in the last, last comment, comment. You learn about a, you learn a lot about people once you've been around them. Son. Oh, and and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Your first time, and then you realize this is a just a complete jerk off dumbass or what? I mean, what? Some of them are great, but some of them are yeah. Um, you see someone at in Ram in Dallas that went there, put on Daisy Dukes a halter top and a blonde wig just so people would notice them. Like you realize, okay, that's a douche. Like, stay away from that guy for sure. Um, I know. Once I got to meet Rogue last year, I was like, that guy's a douche. He's a dick. I mean, I didn't. Even dude, I had to stay. With, I had to stay with that guy all <laughs> week. Like, I'm, I'm I'm this was like, even worse. Is, we're gonna, we're gonna be we not get this rid of this guy? Like, I try to pawn him off on Jeff and TJ. You know. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, snob. It just didn't. Oh, go ahead, bro. No, I didn't take. Ironically, Jeff was in with G uh, in the chat on G this morning. I saw his was, comment. He got two extra beds for me. And he said, "Like, dude, we've been booked in September, bro." <laughs> we kept telling him, and Crystal's like, "I'm just gonna book it. I'm just gonna book it." And Jeff's like, "You're paying for it." Yeah. Uh, Rich White says, "If I ever go to shot, Paul Harrell's there. I'll be screaming like a girl in the front row of a Beatles concert." There you go. Um, I remember the first time I met um, Clint Smith. That was a pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty cool thing for me. And we sat there for like 45 minutes talking with him uh, about Marine stuff and all that. And and his wife actually invited me up there um, and like if you go to a class. You're going to stay at our house and all that. It was an awesome like 40 for me, like my two favorite instructors ever are Masad Ayub and Clint Smith. So getting to meet these guys, shake their hands in real life. That's a really, 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 really cool thing. I'll tell you another thing, and this I'm, I'm not going to go down this a whole lot. I'll tell you one of the coolest things that I'm happy that happened last year at Range Day, or I guess it's still this year, uh, 22 Range Day, is I always run into to Jaeger. We always say hi and all that. And I literally bumped into him by mistake, and we both like looked at each other like, oh, shit, what's up? I gave each other a hug and all of that. I was really happy I, uh, I ran into him, uh, especially now. Uh, that was really, you know, looking back, I was really happy. Got to see James one last time. Um, but, yeah, running into some of these guys that, like, 
I I look up to, and I'm not talking gun tubers, but like instructors and all that. Now, let's be honest, snob. The real superstar that everyone looks forward to seeing is Pincus. Like Pincus is the superstar of Shot Show, uh, and if you don't go say to hi to him, he'll make sure he comes and says hi to you. Especially if you have gonna, a camera. I thought on. she was going to say, "If you think he's a superstar, just ask him. He'll tell you." Just ask him. He'll tell you. Yeah, he'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, but no, having Rob as a friend does have its perks um, a little bit as well. But um, yes, it, it, especially I remember was it was it last? No, it was twenty twenty, right before the cough cough. Twenty twenty, I was literally doing. It was like Thursday morning. I was doing a booth interview, and right in the middle of the interview, he comes up and like gives me a big old kiss on the cheek. I was like, dude, I got to start this whole thing over again. He didn't care. Um, so if you don't say hi to him, he will come and say hi to you, especially if you have a camera on, he is the biggest camera whore I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I'm not lying. I can say that cause he's a friend of mine, but he is the biggest camera whore in our industry. hundred percent. Um, see, I think if I just take my dog with me, everybody will give me tons of attention. Cause I always give people attention when they have puppies. So, Chris, this is a true thing. This is a real thing. You're going to see a lot of um, of tactical dogs at shot. Um, and I don't know if you've been around working dogs or not. And this is a real thing. So I am not joking about this. Um, always ask if you if you want to pet these dogs, always ask their handlers because most of them can't be touched. Uh, but you're going to see you're going to see the ones with the, the, the muffs on the goggles. Like there are some awesome looking tactical pups out there. Uh, for sure, but they're all over the place. So if you have a dog, dude, you know, for 75 bucks, snob, you can go online and get that working dog vest for that dog and, and get a certified, uh -huh. certified dog and bring it to shot with you. That would be awesome. That'd they be wouldn't cool. believe it because he's an asshole and he'd eat something. I just, I kind of want the dog that we saw last year. I know you saw it. The one that, the was, one that was with, um, it was HK or it was one, it was like Sig maybe. No, no. Uh, not the dog I'm talking about. He was the robot dog. Oh, the robot dog. Oh, the robot dog. Yeah, the was, the second floor. That thing was badass. Yeah. 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 He'd like come yeah. up to you and look at you. And he was just the mannerisms and everything. Oh, that was cool. Tony Simon's good people. Man, he, he's fooled you all. He has fooled you, Gary. Tony is a horrible human being. No, Tony's probably one of the greatest human beings on the face of this earth. Um, there's a rumor there might be a new sticker this year. Just saying. So I'm interested in seeing what this year's sticker, the Lovatron sticker, is a classic. I just hope he still has bubbles on, is all I'm saying. I, I think he realizes. I think this time he realizes for the rest of his life the bubbles are going to have to be incorporated into his stickers for sure. Um, you know, I want to say something real quick. You know, we were talking about yeah. earlier, kind of about there's some people that aren't as good as you think, and I know Clover put a few comments yeah. out there, and we all kind of them to it. And, but in this industry, there are a lot of genuinely nice awesome. guys. Let's say the ninety percent of the people are awesome people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, there. Yeah. There. There's. There are some great, great, great people uh, in our industry and in our community. And there's some great people that are YouTubers. I, I just think that there is a few of them that take themselves maybe a little too seriously. We'll just say that, but uh, yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, I think, Chris, what you're going to find also is we've we've already we've already told you you're going to have a great support staff. Um, but every morning at like seven thirty, we'll have I don't know what ten, twelve of us snob. 
I don't know. Me, I can't never get there because Sarge don't get his. Well, butt this is true. Yeah, this is true. You're right. You did a couple times, but usually at seven thirty every morning, we all meet at the at the uh, media room, and we just we get one of the big tables. When it's the same table every morning, but like Tony and everyone, like everyone kind of comes, and there's about 10, 12 of us, fifteen of us, whatever, sitting around this table. Sometimes we get two tables, but the great thing about it is, is one, your friends, but two. Like there's stuff that's that I know that Snob would be interested in that there ain't no way in hell I'm gonna put on my channel. And throughout the day, like I might get a text from Sarge or Snob or Gary or Clover, someone say, Hey, so and so it down in the dungeon booth number, whatever might be something you're interested in. Or if I walk past something that's really footish, Clover, hey, you might want to go check out this company in the dungeon or something. So you're gonna, you know, people people will help in a lot of ways and more than anything else it's that morning it's just kind of hey how did everybody do yesterday and all that and, and uh, hey by the way go check these people out it's pretty cool stuff and we usually meet in the in the morning sometimes around lunchtime just kind of hang out and get a soda for half an hour and then at the end of shot the uh that that day the media room stays open for like another hour after a shot show closed so we all go to the the media room kind of decompress from the day die, pretty much and, and and die take your shoes off and sit there for a few minutes um but yeah um yeah you know one thing um, i'm excited to see this year at shot show is g webs walking around with a backpack on with a little pug sticking its head out you know it's gonna happen you know that's gonna happen keeping that dog, right keeping that dog yeah the second that he went live to show the dog i think i literally sent a text to clover that said he just got he got himself a new dog like he is not giving up this dog at all yeah, we were literally talking about it at watermaker you were showing us the picture of it and stuff like yep yeah yep he's he's definitely and i think him i think that dog and mellow get along okay um so uh yeah he'll well, spend no, a lot of time he's, he's gonna chime in out here in the chat here in a second and say i'm finding it at home I'm fine. I don't know. That dog's going to be in Vegas in January. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, hour 53 minutes, and we literally talked about shit tonight. Um, uh, actually, yeah, we had a re- great conversation on reloading. Uh, real quick, <clears throat> Chris, once again, congratulations on getting into shot. Uh, really looking forward to seeing you in Vegas in January. You're going to knock it out. Uh, tell people where they can find you, any projects you have coming on. Take a few minutes and, and really kind of self, uh, self-promote self here. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for the invite. Was, I had a lot yeah. of fun tonight. It was a fun show. Um, you can catch me on uh, YouTube and uh, Instagram at Chris from the 740. And tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, we'll be doing the uh, Wednesday night live chat. And that's about all I got. Um, is that your stomach or that dog? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> you quit whining. That's uh, funny. Uh, Rogue, I'll see you in January as well. Uh, it was great, great seeing you again. You've been working and all that. Obviously, I send you the link all the time, but I'm glad you're able to join every now and then. Um, self promote, my bro. Uh, Tell me what you got. Oh, you got uh, just had another podcast drop, didn't you? Uh, well, I had yeah, Mondays is the uh, interview days. Uh, I'll have a, a short one on Wednesday this week for just the kind of the Thanksgiving thing. But uh, Friday, uh, Fridays are the the big video drops. So we are going back to 
Well, we're going to call it deep cleaning instead of disassembly and reassembly. Um, so Friday is going to be a deep cleaning video of a uh, Dan Wesson Model 15. And it just oh. happens to be the first 38 that I happen to have ever shot. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to have some fun. We're going to get back to some roots of the channel and uh, but definitely check out on YouTube and Instagram uh, the Rogue Banshee. The Thanks Rogue for having me on. Banshee. Yeah, man, we'll see you like I said. Um, 55 yeah. days I think it says till shot, 54 days till range day. 52 days till I land in Vegas. So not that I'm counting or anything. Yeah. <laughs> not, that I, not that I'm counting. Not that you're over here making uh, X's on the calendar like me. I mean, I, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, my favorite week of the year. And, it, and if I miss shot ever again, you guys know something's terribly gone wrong in my life um, or whatever. So yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, snob. Um, if you were to do content, I'm just saying, like I don't. <laughs> uh, do you have anything coming up? Like any projects you're working on? Anything that you just got in that you're working on or anything? I should be, but no. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> go check out these other two, Chris and Rogue. yeah, Chris and Bo Banshee. Absolutely, go check them out. Um, yeah, go sub and, and and it like and as people are saying if, if you're interested in reloading for beginners, I have watched Chris's videos and definitely go check those out. Um, Ro, do you still have like the 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 cleaning videos up, or did you take those down? The cleaning with cleaning videos. The cleaning oh, videos uh, that got you in trouble. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there are. Just about everything's up there. What got me in trouble was um, the building videos. Right, is what got me in trouble. Yeah. Uh, no, most of my most of my contents there. Uh, I haven't had a whole lot taken down. The channel. I just had a channel strike expire earlier this month. Um, yeah. But no, it's it. The stuff's still there. Um, we're just having a uh, a deep cleaning, and of course, the deep cleaning. You got to take the thing apart and. Well, it'd be really crappy to not show you how to put it back together after cleaning it, right? <clears throat> it's on you, bro. Uh, Duncan's out there. I haven't seen Duncan in a while. Um, yeah. Have a great Thanksgiving, guys. And, and I'm going to go through my spiel right now because you guys know it's that time of year. <coughs> um, remember our guys and gals downrange right now. A lot of these guys, um, they're out there. They're overseas for the holidays. I've been there. It sucks being away uh, for the holiday season. Um, not saying have to do anything. Just remember, maybe a little toast, a little, little toast to the to our, our, our guys downrange right now. Uh, I promise you, they'd rather be at home with their families and friends and all that. So um, I know that people get sick of that. I don't really give a shit. You know what you're going to get when you come to my channel. Um, not saying you have to do anything, but just remember um, that there are people that won't come home. I can't be home for the holidays and um, absolutely um, hang in there. Uh, thank you, you guys coming in. Thank you. It was a great chat out there. The reloading stuff. Like I said, I'm trying not to get too excited, but I am. You know, it's one of those things I do get excited about this because it's something new to me. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks everybody out there. It was a great chat. Uh, Prepper, go check out New York Prepper out there for sure. Baron's out there. I didn't like, was Baron out there the whole time? I didn't see Baron say a word. 
Um, I never I didn't thought he was there. Yeah, maybe I missed something, but I didn't see Baron out there at all. Yeah, G23, go check his chats out. Obviously, Chris, uh, Rogue, and all that. Uh, Preppers have got a great channel. Gears of Gary out there has got a great channel. Artac and Daughters, uh, great channel. Rich White's got a, a live stream on Sunday nights. Go check We're that not out. Say it's a great channel. I just said it's a great chat because that's really all he does. Let's just be honest. No, uh, just messing with them. Uh, but no, it, it's just one of those where there, there are a lot of great Milserp duo for sure. Um, kind of going through all these, there are a lot of great creators that we all we call friends and we all hang out and are just really good people. Like like Snob said, there's a lot of really really good people, um, and and all that. So um, and a lot of people that I I and there's hope- assholes like us. Well, I think people that are not in our crew probably think that we're assholes, and that's okay because I am an asshole. Um, but I will say this. Uh, I, I do enjoy uh, people that I consider friends. They may not consider me friends, and that's okay too. Um, but I do consider friends. It is great to see them uh, in SHOT Show. That, that is probably the best thing about SHOT Show is just getting to see, not fanboying, but like friends, like getting to see our friends we see once or twice a year. It's, it's a great thing and all that. So, uh, yeah, get out there. Uh, be more proficient with your firearms. Make sure you're keeping up with all the two-way legislation going on in your hometown, your state, and at the federal level. Take someone to the range. Make sure that they have a fun, safe first experience at the range. You never know. They might become our ally. We'll see you soon. Simplify.